one sec. I need to go. Let me go grab something to drink really quick okay. before we get started. I will be right back. All right, cool. Uh, Welcome uh, to this episode of the Normal Show. We're starting. something new every day i'm back <laughs> did you hear me in the kitchen <laughs> yeah I, <did. sighs> uh, I guess the mic on this thing's pretty good uh but yeah so uh do you want to just start or an intro or um no we've already started okay. um okay welcome to the normal show everybody <laughs> So, how was your weekend? Uh, pretty good, pretty good. I mean, like, you know, I, I stuck around the house for the most part, as, as you know, is recommended by, uh, by, my, state's, by my state's legislature, uh, <laughs> which uh, actually, on that, something very interesting, um, apparently a Republican, uh, rep, I forget if he's representative or senator uh, here in the state of Illinois, actually sued our democratic governor for uh, extending the, uh, the the shelter in place until uh, until the end of May mm -hmm. and that does kind of set and, and so like he you know he, he sued them and the and the judge actually ruled in favor of him but he said this means individually you like it means that like doesn't mean that it, it that you know that uh, that it just meant that that particular senator or or, or, or i forget yeah I didn't forget the same thing happened in michigan i think i'm not sure tried to sue the michigan governor or the state yeah but i mean like, and, and the judge ruled but it's like personally yeah <laughs> well it's well like, they ruled like no don't be stupid stay at home well they didn't do that in illinois <laughs> they actually ruled that oh you personally don't have to stay home but that like that's basically what the ruling was but it's like everybody else has to but See the problem is that sets a that sets a bad precedent because yeah. then they're saying that oh so you mean I could just you know th just create this frivolous lawsuit you know <laughs> and take up time and you know take up you know precious time and further deplete state funds for yeah exactly so so that, you know I was a little worried a little worried about that but you know hopefully uh, well and and he did actually uh i, I noticed i saw a thing on on my on my feed on my news feed uh that pritzker has 
put out a plan to sort of you know gradually reopen the state um mm -hmm. and he's going to do you know parks and stuff like, like basically it's, it's going to be a slow burn which i agree it should be i don't think like none of this like hey let's all go out and do whatever uh well, all at once um i mean that's what colorado's technically doing but everybody's no. just going out like it's over like they're yeah. like oh everything's back to normal yeah. i'm not wearing a mask yeah. uh, and they're calling it a safer at home order yeah instead of stay at home yeah well and but yeah all, all that's happening is just people are going out in and having house parties now yeah. and like just down the street from us that are uh in the cul-de-sac these people just had a house party Idiots. with like 14 <laughs> cars there they're like yeah you know, enjoy Ugh. that well yeah you know, two weeks from now you're all gonna have ventilators yeah. so yeah why is why is my chest hurt? You know, <laughs> why does it hurt to breathe? Uh, but yeah, well, no, and I get well. That's actually been a big problem here. They've had to break up several house parties, and one of them, one of them was, I believe, like a he was like a I think he was a fire chief son, or he was somebody involved in like the fire department, and he had tried to say, well, I didn't know anything about this. <laughs> it's like that was his excuse. I never. I'd never heard. I'd never heard about this whole COVID nineteen social distancing stuff. And it's like, are you effing kidding me? You know, <laughs> it's like, come on, yeah. dude. Um, but no, I mean, Pritzker has said that it's going to be a slow burn. Like, it's going to be like parks will open up first. Like, that'll be the first thing. Uh, then, then we'll eventually get to a point where salons, like, like you know, stuff like that, will be sort of opening up. Uh, and then the last thing, of course, is my industry. <laughs> The bar restaurant, which, as I said, I am not. I, I am a huge proponent of taking this thing in strides because I don't want. I mean, I have a feeling that no matter what, it's 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 coming back just because you know the of the, the country's poor response to this. Uh, but oh yeah, well no, yeah. it's there's no way there's not going to be a resurgence. Yeah. But we'll just watch it happen. Yeah, just. Well, and this is all just a yeah. I mean, he's trying, it's clear what, you know, Trump is trying to do. He's, he sees the only way he's going to get reelected is if he, if he starts the economy back up, <laughs> but you know, he's just, well, it's, you know, classic him. It's just, he, he's looking, he's looking out for himself. You know, he's not thinking about the bigger picture, uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> but, but yeah. He hasn't once mentioned all the people that have yeah. died and oh, no, suffered he, from this. Oh, and, and notice how his number keeps going up. It's like, oh, you know, as long as we don't reach 50,000, as long as we don't reach 60,000. Yeah, I, I said 65,000. Yeah. So the number's going to change. And he keeps saying to you, like, the number's going to change. It's like, that's not a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's the point. We, it, we don't want it to. Yeah. Uh, it, it should be going down at this point. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of things opening back up, yes, um, I've got a list of things that are opening back up. Yay! The new normal. Um, yeah, <laughs> on the normals podcast. There we go. <laughs> yeah, the new normals podcast. Yes. <laughs> um, so, I mean, these are as as far as sports go. Um, the MLB is talking about trying to return by the fourth of July. Well, in that one, I mean, with baseball, you—I mean, especially if you're in the field, if you're—if you're an out, if you're like, you know, you're like, if you're on the field, playing on the field, 
you do have more distancing, uh, except for like, right. like yeah, the, the only thing, problem is yeah. the problem is travel. Like they're trying to figure out a way to basically play in a bubble. Yeah, kind of like the NBA is trying to do, where they they go to some <coughs> excuse me uh, secluded place. Like the NBA keeps talking about going to Disney World. Yeah, and they're gonna sequester themselves there and just have every Maybe game there, or <laughs> have every have every game there. Yeah. What the MLB is talking about doing is, in, instead of playing their normal divisions, uh, doing three 10-team divisions. Mm-hmm. And, and so it wouldn't be, you know, like usually you've got rivalries like the Cubs and the, and the Brewers and the Rockies and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. Well, they wouldn't be playing. They would just be playing like kind of a full round-robin kind of thing with teams they don't normally mm-hmm. – um, you know, compete against on a regular basis or, or it would just, there would, it, it would be completely different. And yeah. I don't know, people, some people are not, well, a lot of people are definitely not sold on that idea. Yeah. They're saying, you know, that, that would be fine, I guess, just as long as anything comes back at this point. Yeah. But, but if you're thinking about this, like going forward, uh, no, thank you. So, and uh, 4th of July, it seems, yeah. I guess that's doable. I don't know. I mean, uh, it seems awfully optimistic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because, um, um, yeah, I mean, I'm not even, I, like, to put it this way, uh, actually, around the 4th of July every year, I usually will go and visit, you know, my family, like, you know, my parents who are older. And, you know, who, who are, who are all, who are both in their seventies. Uh, and I'm not doing that this year because I don't want to yeah. kill them. Uh, <laughs> so it's like, uh, I actually even had, had a discussion with, uh, my brother, you know, who, who, who lives out in Arizona and yeah. And we both kind of, we kind of talking like, uh, should we, should we come out this year? And then we are kind of like, we kind of, and then we kind of talked to my mom about it and we're kind of like, no, we probably should. You know, it's like one year. We can, we can, we can try. We can try. You know, it's like it's just, it's just one year. We can, we can, um, we can do it again next year. You know. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna start uh, calling 2020 the lost year because, yeah, like you know, everybody, hey, it's our, you know, at the beginning of the year, you always make New Year's resolutions, and everybody's so optimistic, yeah. and, and since 2016, it's just. A constant kick in the face. Yeah. Every time it's like something worse, the bar gets set lower and lower yeah. and lower. Well, like, and, you know, yeah. now, now, even if we get past the coronavirus, apparently now there's all those murder hornets. Yeah. Made, made landfall in America. So, which can, like, like, yeah, which, which can actually you, kill you. you. you think, I mean, yeah, 2020 is like, oh, you think yeah. you passed this? No, no, murder hornets. Uh, but seriously, aliens. Uh, well, oh, and actually, seriously, aliens is actually. Yeah, good. well, and I love, yeah. I love too how they how they were like, oh, let's we've got to find something to move past this uh, so people forget about it. Uh, aliens are real, you guys. We we're admitting it finally after all these years. Aliens are real, and everybody's like, no, no, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Do they have COVID nineteen? I don't care. Unless they're coming with a cure for COVID nineteen, yeah, yeah. I don't care. Do they, have, do they have vaccines? Do they have ventilators? I don't uh, care. Yeah, well, anything. They're probably they're probably not going to come here to be peaceful. They're probably going to come here to try to take us over. Yeah, no, they'll be like, we're going to save you from yourselves. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Baseball. They're they're kind of uh, they they don't 
really know what they're doing yet. Yeah. Um, the NBA, like I said, they're well, and the thing too is, you know, the the MLB season had just started, or it was about to. Yeah, because they're probably I think they were in like they, spring well, training they, at that point. They, yeah. yeah, they were in the middle of spring training, and it was just about to open up, and and then all this happened. Yeah, and um, so I think they're doing that ten division thing to try to get as much in of their uh, yeah. season as possible. Um, of course, they've got pretty much the in- entire year to do that. Yeah. Uh, they're talking about doing like all double headers and stuff, which mm-hmm. as a player, I'd be like, I didn't know. I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> but, but then again, they get a, their contract, you know, for every game they play, they get ho- however much money. So yeah. I guess I would be on board for that. Yeah. But. Well, it, well the other, it's not like they're going to do it in front of a crowd. So, or at least yeah. like, I mean, or, I mean, unless it's going to be a heavily, it's going to be heavily different because they're going to be probably have a you know limit if, if there even is seating it's going to be limited to where everybody is at least six feet apart yeah. so well and it's so weird though because even even from the very start of baseball in the 1880s you've never not had an audience yeah you know? like the nfl when they started out it was still it was kind of like a little fledgling league and yeah. you might have had a few people but just like Most that movie guys. Leatherheads, yes, we all saw it. Well, yeah. Well, actually, I'm, jo- I'm joking, Caleb. No one saw that movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, like college football was still the biggest thing at that time, yeah. and, and the NFL was just people who had nothing else to do after college. As I said, just so, like Leatherheads. <laughs> right, and well, that's what I mean. That's basically what it was. Yeah. But um. But then, you know, it grew and grew and grew, and now you have 60,000, 80,000, 100,000 fans. Yeah. And, you know, so they've there was a time in their history when they didn't have that many fans. Yeah. But baseball has always, you know, had a, a crowd. Are you going to are you gonna, are you gonna James Earl Jones me here? Base, baseball, Jeremiah. There has always been baseball. There will always be baseball. 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 You will bathe in magic waters, <laughs> but be careful. There might be coronavirus in there. <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. But, uh, the, the NBA, they're, they're talking about returning in December. Well, they want to, if it's possible, try to finish out this season because they were almost done with their season. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it would have ended last month in April. Um, but, um, so they're, they're going to try to finish out their season maybe in the summer and then come back in December, um, for the 2021 season. Oh yeah. Uh, In a way too, like starting, starting at Christmas. Cause you know, usually they open up the season in October. Yeah. So, so they would try to finish this season out if they could. Um, and then if, kind of fast not, track the next season there. Well, yeah, it, they're, then they would start at Christmas and run through August for the 2021 season. And when you, when you think about it, though, basketball is sort of the perfect sport for, for uh, you know, coronavirus because the whole point is don't touch me. <laughs> it's like don't touch that guy. So. Well, I mean, kind of. I know. I mean, they, you know, they let they let. Uh, I don't know. The NBA's kind of 
hit or miss with yeah. referees, you know. Yeah. But um, well, I, I I guarantee now they're going to be doing a lot. They're going to be doing a, a lot more effort to not you know not foul. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's going to be a whole lot of jump shots, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, how do you guard this guy? I, I, I don't know how. I mean, it's like, yeah. His, yeah. his reach is more than six foot. <laughs> <laughs> the year of no defense. Yeah. It's just whoever scores last, basically. Um, and then the NFL, I think they're still planning on returning as normal in August, but we'll yeah. see how that goes uh, with if there's any sort of resurgence yeah. of COVID after the opening up too early. Yeah. Um, as far as what we talked about <coughs> in our trailer, actually, yeah. it wasn't in the first episode, it was the trailer. Yeah. Um, new comics. Yes. They, you know, they had halted. Yeah. They had halted. Uh, Di- and, well, Diamond. Uh, it's very important that for people who don't know, uh, Diamond, as far as comic book di- distribution, Diamond is the only game in town. Like, there is no other yeah. distributor of comics. They're, they're the people who do it. So they can they call the shots. So if they say we're not going to we're not going to deliver any more shipments. Well, yeah, yeah. basically anything that was already in their warehouse, they they went ahead and sh- uh, sent out. Yeah. Um, but March, I, I forget when it was. Yeah. I, I told you about it, but uh, yeah. they they weren't shipping out anything else. Anything that was currently yeah. there, they were gonna just leave there yeah. until everything opened back up. So this, now we're at, yeah. we're at that point. Um, and this affected, and you have to understand this affected everybody. This affected uh, the publishing, the, yeah, Marvel, TC, DC, image, any, all the independent, independent comics. And it was really, it really affected more so than anybody. The, 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 the comic that, you know, the brick and mortar stores, because that's an industry that is even now hanging on, but uh, even before this, Kind of hanging yeah, on, hanging on bread. Bread. I mean, like they're like they're dependent. It's like you know they're they're dependent on their sales, and if um, you know they're not getting because I mean, they, they could even do like sort of like oh well, do curbside or we can still we can still mail stuff out, but it's like if nothing new is coming in, they can't do that. <laughs> um, right. And even and, like and, and, and the thing was like I, I forget if I mentioned this on past episodes. I'm, I'm pretty sure I told you about this. I'm, I'm not going to name names because I I know someone who works for Marvel. Uh, they were working on a product. And this and like once again, this is how this is how much of an effect Diamond has on on the publishers. They were working on a project for Marvel. Uh, Tom Brevoort, who is the the editor, uh, the, the, who's, who's like the big editor there, who you know who's sort of in charge of like telling people you know their assignments and everything, uh, uh, contacts this person and says, "Hey, are you still working on that thing right now?" And he goes, and then the, the person replies, "Yeah, I'm I'm doing that." And he said, "I need you to stop right now." So it's like, so basically, it was like yeah, he was like, we we can't we can't finish the project. Yeah, right now. because yeah, it's like they can't. It, it basically, it was so that they wouldn't have to pay them. It was. It, I mean, it, and it's. I get the business decision. It's like we don't know if we're going to have money to pay you yet because we have like we can't make any new products, so I can't guarantee you payment. So I need you to stop. <laughs> so, yeah. so like yeah. So I mean, that's well, yeah. and so when they open back up, what's going to happen is. Yeah. Um, 
you know, Darren Portine yeah. and Stillwater, who we go to at Legendary yeah. Comics. Uh, by the way, uh, um, shout out to Legendary. <laughs> yeah. Um, if uh, well, he he said that they were getting new shipments in, uh, and initially it was going to be what was supposed to have shipped in April, yeah. uh, the first couple of weeks of April, and then. Um, May 27th, for Marvel at least, they're going to start uh, publishing again uh, as of May 27th. Yeah. I'm, and, actually looking so, at, I'm actually looking at the email right now that <laughs> you're talking about it. Yeah, little, yeah. little, um, little thing, things are going to come through kind of sparsely yeah. at first. So it's going to be what was back uh, on back shipment, back order. Yeah. And then they're going to kind of parse in the new titles yeah. uh, kind of ease them in one by one. And he even, tell, he even like, um, tells me in the, in, in my email that, or in the email he sent me, he's like, it probably won't like my shipment probably won't even be, won't even be coming through until mid June. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, that's how, right. Yeah. Because, yeah, Cause we, we kind of have a small shipment. Yeah. So, and you know, we've talked about uh, Chuck Rosansky at mile high comics yeah. in his newsletters. He always, sends this information out but then always has yeah he's he's a bit of a pessimist (laughs) well yeah i mean and you you kind of wonder is it to try to drum up business or is it just because he's been in it so long he knows how dire it is right now but he says that well i could pull up the email but why do that um how hard it's gonna be to get back on track or yeah, to get back on track, um, let me open up the email so I can read it word for word. All right, he says, Both Marvel and DC are returning to publishing new comics at the end of May, uh, but with incredibly limited weekly offerings of only a small handful of new periodicals and several trade paperback collections. <laughs> Frankly, there is absolutely no way that they can ever cover their pre-COVID operating costs with those just uh, with just those meager releases, either they are going to spend a lot of money, which neither Disney or Warner have right now, on completely rebuilding their publishing schedules over the next couple of months, or we are witnessing a permanent downsizing of stru- or structural change. Uh, and then he and then he goes on to say, clearly, our industry new normal has yet to be defined. Yeah. But if you are currently in possession of a significant number of nice older comics be very glad that you built your collection when you did. It is beginning to look to me like the days of oversupply and back issues are about to be over as fans are now seeking recent back issues out on a scale that is nearly unprecedented. I easily could see that expansion in demand leading to higher prices in the not so distant future for many back issue comics, but most especially for the very low print run issues from the past 10 years. Uh, there's simply no way that there's enough copies of there are enough copies of those titles that are not already locked up in private collections to satisfy demand. So basically, he's saying, I mean, it's it's kind of bad for the industry, but good for the collector. <laughs> like the, yeah. yeah, like if you're a collector yeah. and you've got these things, you might see the Going value up, yeah. of whatever you're collecting go up. But as far as having enough of a stock to be able to sell those to people you're going to be hurting. So is it really, it's more, it's more affecting back issues then is what he's saying. I'm kind of confused on that. 
Well, uh, recent back okay. issues. So, so like you know, comic uh, comic shops when they buy comics, they get whatever they uh, have for people's pull mm-hmm. lists, and then they buy. They have to buy a certain number on top of that to have in the store, and they put out you know maybe. 10 copies at most on the shelf, probably less mm-hmm. than that. And then they have a bunch in the back yeah. that they basically just keep on site. Like replenishing and, until yeah. They build up it. yeah it's, if to have on back issue, yeah. then when people come in later and say, Oh, I'm looking for that, that issue yeah. that came out, you know, and then they're like, Oh yeah, I've got a copy. And then they've got all these yeah. copies back there. That's kind of you know that that Challengers podcast I listened mm-hmm. to. Um, Which, and I told also, shout out to Challengers. Uh, Patrick uh, is a freaking awesome guy. Uh, really, really helped me and Angelo out at C two E two this year. Uh, so I just want to say thanks to him. <laughs> so, yeah, Challenge, Challengers comics yeah, in Chicago good is a good one yeah. to check out. Um, but uh, they they were talking about how, but that that system that kind of started in the 70s 80s is is kind of what's killing the industry right now because you had you've got all these comics coming in but they're not worth anything there's so many there's been no there's so many copies of them but you have to that's the system right now you have to do this but it's kind of hurting at the same time that you know it's it's a catch-22 And um, and they were like, we don't really know what the solution is, but we know that it's not this. Whatever you know is going on right now is not going to sustain be sustainable. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing that it's been sustained as long as it has. Um, so maybe this is is this COVID nineteen is finally what's going to change that and kind of Re- revamp the industry. And, yeah. Force, yeah, force a change in in the structure of the comic yeah. book industry because. You know, Just in time for me to be part of it. Yay! But no, um, but no, I mean, it is, it is nice to see that, okay, they are, you know, that because, you know, it, it's the brick and mortar guys that are really, that you want to see, you know, to, to see come back from this, you know? So hopefully, yeah. hopefully that, hopefully they will, because I, I always feel that, you know, I, I always get upset when people say, oh, I'm gonna, I heard about this book, I'm going to go order it on Amazon. I'm like, Amazon does not need your money, <laughs> okay. Especially right. when you can go into a good, like a good comic book store. Um, if let's say like you walk in there and you don't know what you want, you're just you know it, it's kind of like a good bartender. A good comic book store will have somebody working there that can say like, well, what do you like? You know, <laughs> like and then you can say, well, I kind of like, I kind of like this, and then like if they're savvy enough, uh, they can sort of. You know, like so. Well, you probably like this. You know, uh, like, or, or, do, or is there a particular writer you like? Well, I like, I like uh, Greg Rucka or something like that. I'm like, oh well, have you read this by Greg Rucka? You know, something like that. So yeah. Uh, so no. So it's like, I really, th- I mean, I, I, I really feel that it is important that those shops stay. That they, that they still maintain. That they, that they are still because they are still a keystone of of the industry and of com- of, of like yeah. of actual comic books uh and i think I, like once again it's a it's also just like a really good it's just a really good sort of like social place too <laughs> where you can you know possibly meet other people who like comic books 
you know. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully everything works out, and uh, you know, we uh, we I don't know where I'm going with that. <laughs> so. um, yeah, well, and I haven't I haven't really gotten any info about movies uh you know i've i've said when some of the marvel movies have been readjusted the release dates but the the industry in yeah. general you know um it really yeah. well, a lot of you know a, a lot of the movies that were supposed to have released uh, around march and april a lot of the mo uh, the companies released them on mm -hmm. on demand uh early on demand for people and amc theaters was all pissed about that and they were like i i don't know if they know what what was it they were not suing they were boycotting they were like whatever now we're not going to show any of your movies the whoever makes trolls yeah. trolls <laughs> movies they were like we're not going to show any of your movies from oh now they're going to do it they're going to do it what I know it's like that's because because movie because because that's the whole thing is that cinemas are another industry that is before this was not well, doing, yeah they're yeah. they're kept alive by yeah. movies so really if they counter boycotted you and got other people to do that then whose yeah. movies would you show yeah so you would kind of be well, it's, it's the thing too is like I've noticed this. just get over it yeah. and accept that you lost that revenue you know well and Everybody the thing is though, it's like and I get it you know it's like I, I I love going to the movie theater I'm like I'm one of those I'm one of those old-fashioned people who love to go to the movie theater and you know especially especially considering I have odd hours so I can go in the middle of the day when no one is there <laughs> I love to go you know I love to go to the movie theater and you know and, and just enjoy that experience uh, but I've noticed that like there's always gimmicks now to keep people in the theater. Like there is, you know, they have the the uh, you know the 3D stuff. They've got the IMAX. They've got the Dolby Digital, uh, or you know, stuff. Well, and, and well, now and now like, now they even have those, bars. Now they even they sell liquor in movie theaters now just to get people in. Yeah. yeah. Well, and a lot of them do the. A lot of them are doing the yeah. dinner, uh, dinner theater type thing where you order you can order yeah. meals. And have it delivered to you in the theater, so you don't because that's not leave. disruptive at all. <laughs> well, I mean, it's yeah, but it's like I still like going yeah. to the movies as well and sharing that with mm -hmm. my kids and everything. But I don't like paying more than eight fifty yeah. for it. You know, I mean, it's like movie prices now are outrageous, especially if you do yeah. the IMAX or the three D or whatever. And you're not really getting that much return on your investment because a lot of times it's like, I could just wait yeah. until this movie comes out. I mean, really, I can wait until it comes out and I can watch it at home. What you're doing is not enough of an incentive yeah. for me to go out unless it's like a yeah. big movie. If it's a no, Marvel that's the whole movie, thing. Of like, that's why I would see or, it in, in IMAX 3D because it's like, oh man, this is a movie that is made. This is, this is a special effects movie. Well, I want to see it on like the best type of screen I can see. like, you know, I mean, I've got a decent TV and all, but it's like, it's still not, you know, <laughs> it's not like, you know. Right. Well, and that's, that's why people like Martin Scorsese are, are, are saying that superhero movies are killing the industry. It's like, yeah, no, it's, they're just, you know, the, the only movies yeah, people are willing to exactly. pay for anymore because they know yeah. they're going to enjoy them. If I'm like, Oh, let me go see this movie that, might be good 
yeah. and pay all this money out. Oh, guess well, what? And, it wasn't and here's the thing: it's like the movie industry also it, it it runs in cycles because it's like think about like, like, like there will be a day when comic book movies are not the most popular thing on screen anymore. Or I should I should actually say superhero movies, uh, which because they're you know they're 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 really more superhero movies than they're necessarily comic book movies. But there will be a day when superhero movies are no longer the big draw. Just like there was a day when Westerns were the big draw and and then the next thing you know, they're not anymore. Well, and, and I mean, really, if you want to say anything killed the industry, it's action yeah. movies because this superhero movies did not invent sure. the action yeah. genre. You've got all the movies from the 80s that mm-hmm. Stallone and, and Schwarzenegger and all those guys did. And to a lesser and extent, the Van Dams. Right, but all the all the action fighting yeah. up movies, those are basically what yeah. were superhero yeah. movies before. And now it's just that we've got a yeah. we've got a lot of material to go through. Once we get yeah. through all that, well, and there even was like. There's there's gonna be there's gonna yeah. be a lull in material, you know, uh, unless they keep it going on their personal. Like Disney Plus starts making their own yeah. stuff, and rather than distributing it, well, I, mean, they I would even argue that something like Pulp Fiction kind of ruined the industry because, or, or kind of kind of affected that in a way because it's like don't get me wrong, I enjoy Pulp Fiction. It's you know one of the few movies of Tarantino's I really like, but that had the reputation of being an independent film. Like, it, even though it really wasn't, I mean, it came from a guy who was an independent filmmaker, but this was, it was basically a studio film. And then people watch Pulp Fiction and they think, oh, this is what an independent film is, which it wasn't. You know, <laughs> like that was a movie that had, that had money, like that, that he had gotten money from, from, uh, right. from, I believe it was, was it Miramax, I think? Cause I think that was when the, that was, a, that was the point where the Weinsteins, I believe it was the Weinsteins who uh, started backing uh, Tarantino stuff. Um, and yeah, so I mean, it's like, so I think people associate associated that with, oh, this is an independent movie. And then even like a movie like, say, Goodwill Hunting, which actually was a legitimate independent film, but it, it got huge box office, but that didn't happen overnight. Like that, it took them, it, it took uh, Ben and Matt years to like like because even whenever i know like whenever um uh they talked about how on the set of uh of mall rats uh when when um he cast ben affleck and he and like uh, he said oh yeah i heard about you you just sold your script and all this stuff and he's like yeah i know and we're going through all this stuff right now and and so even then like and like that was probably i don't know maybe a good five years before or something like that <laughs> Um, and so it's like, yeah. you know, it's, it's like, it was a long road for those guys. And even at that, even, even whenever it got made, it had to get picked up It had to do all this stuff. And, so, and then like, but I was like, oh, but it made, it made uh, millions of dollars, it made like, you know, millions of dollars. And so that's, a, that, so that's independent film. It's like, you know, it's, right. Yeah. Right. And so then, then it became, instead of actual independent movies yeah. that were made, you know, on the cheap artistic you know, just for the sake of the art, then people were like, Oh, we, we got to make an independent movie. Let's throw all this movie into yeah. it. Make sure it's independent. <clears throat> it, it became like a, a yeah. buzzword, you know, it's independent. Well, yeah. Why? Because it's artsy. Like, you know, something like, like if you like, like but, yeah. but that's like, try, that's like making a movie 
for the purpose yeah. of winning an Oscar. Oscar you know, basically, you're, Oscar you're the only yeah. making it. Yeah, you're trying to make a movie just yeah. so it'll win an Oscar. Well, you're trying to make an independent movie by funneling yeah. tons of money into it and getting big name actors on board, and and you're making it artsy and and quirky or or you know like with Martin Scorsese now. Ooh, I'm gonna kill off all yeah. my characters, and that's gonna be daring and and and. Mm. Art, artistic. And like, well, the thing is, he's a whore. I mean, like, I mean don't I get me wrong. I, I, Taxi Driver, I think, is a great flick. I think Goodfellas is awesome. Uh, but eventually, it just came, like, like by the time you get to The Departed, he he's just trying to, yeah. he was just trying to win an Oscar. It's just like, he's like, what do I, basically, he's just saying, well, like, even even before that, I feel like he's like, what do I got to do to, what do I have to do to win an Oscar? <laughs> so, well, Right, and I mean, it was like the the same thing with Denzel and, yeah. and Halle Berry. The movies they won Oscars won, for, yeah. they shouldn't have won Oscars for. They should have won Oscars for prior, the movies. Yeah, they yeah. Did, like Hurricane, like, prior which that. was a movie he was not, but he was nominated for. And he was actually, right. yeah. He should yeah. have won an And then Oscar he gets it. And then, well, I always love the defense day, which is, which is just, yeah. Whatever. It was like, it, really? it's just. That was a yeah. Well, it was an action. It was basically just like a run of the mill action movie. Um, and, uh, and the thing was, it's like, I, I always loved hearing whenever, whenever that happened. And cause a lot of people felt that he was kind of, that he, that's like, well, why didn't he, why did he win best actor for that? And I always love hearing the excuse of, well, he, it was, it was an award for his body of work. It's like, well, isn't that what the lifetime achievement right. award is? No, what, yeah. what you mean, what you mean is, yeah. What you mean yeah. is it was a pity Oscar. <laughs> You should have given for, it yeah. to him the year before, and so now yeah. you're just giving it well, to him. Well, same thing even with uh, Russell Crowe. Uh, Russell Crowe won it for Gladiator when he should have won it for um, uh, the Whistleblower movie, uh, The Insider, in which like, he, he, actually, he actually displayed acting in, in The Insider, uh, whereas uh, in Gladiator, he's just like, I'm, I'm Maximus Decimus Meridius Revenge. I'm, 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 I'm a Spaniard, oi. You know? <laughs> Yeah, um, right. And so yeah, so it's and I mean like it happens a lot. Like they uh, even Jimmy Stewart uh, felt that hit the Oscar because like I mean uh, the movie he won the Oscar for, I guarantee you nobody knows that movie. Uh, you probably think it was for like Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, but it wasn't. It was for a movie called The Philadelphia Story, which no one. It was some stupid romantic comedy, which in which he wasn't even the lead actor in that movie, but they gave it to him for like he was a supporting character, but they gave it to him for lead. And he always even thought that it's like they only gave me this because I didn't win for Mr. We're doing doing Jimmy Storch. Hey there, young fella. You just you just hold on there. Where's the Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Put it in yeah. his kibble and yeah. <laughs> remember that time I did that weird uh, Christmas special for the Mormons. <laughs> <laughs> but anyhow, um, yeah. And so it's just like yeah. 
it it just becomes like with with Martin Scorsese. Most of his terror movies have been terrible, but it's like yeah. you get a couple good. Movies, well, I mean, and then you start in, in fairness, most, most of his recent movies. Like, like, in fairness to like, in fairness to Scorsese, Scorsese of old was a great director, but but Scorsese we've had for probably the last uh, fifteen years or more, or maybe like fifteen uh, eighteen years has not been the best. So. Well, yeah, you you just yeah. start to ride your own coattails, and it's it's like I don't even have to try anymore. I just do something, yeah. and it's like, oh yes, Martin. No, oh, it's Martin Scorsese. Yeah. He's such a great director. It's like, oh, it's kind of like the same people. I mean, even the the people that he casts. It's like De Niro doesn't even. Here's the thing, and here's the let me, let me explain. Let me, let me put something yeah. in perspective here. You have two kinds of people uh, who are who are old, kind of the old established actors. You have two kinds. You have the Robert De Niro's. And the um, you have like the Robert De Niro's and the the Al Pacino's, and then on the other side you have the uh, Christopher Walkins and the Jeff Goldblums. Now the the Robert De Niro's are these guys that basically just that, that are just softballing it over the plate now, but still trying to come off like they're yeah right like, like the, Pacino. Pacino right, yeah. was great in the Godfather. Then he, now he just yells. Yeah, now he's just. Like, I'm just warming up. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. and it's kind of the same with. Yeah, it's like yeah. the Nicholas Cage. Not even, well, I wouldn't even say, well, here, I wouldn't even say this about Nicholas Cage. I, I think he almost falls in his own category. But but here's the thing, though. Here's what separates. Like I said, you have De Niro, Pacino on one side. You've got say Goldblum and Walken on the other. And, yeah. Well, yeah. My my point is my point is that yeah. they well, don't even have to but, try. But, but the thing is, though, they still but they still pull that thing up like I'm still I'm a great actor, you know. <laughs> like they're still trying to pull that that persona. You know what I mean? It's like even though they're not trying, they're like yeah. they're pulling off like oh I'm a great actor, you know, great this is great acting. Whereas so that's them. Now on the other side, like I said, on the other the antith the antithesis of that, whereas the the kind of the Jeff Goldblum and Christopher Walkins, they're just like, hey, I'm just having a good time. <laughs> I do yeah, yeah, I, this is I like just enjoy yeah. life. If, if people it's like if people think case. I'm really good and awesome, hey, that's great. I mean, I'm like, even Christopher Walken himself says he does not consider himself an actor, he considers himself a performer. You know? and, and that's yeah, and that's that's yeah. why I like uh, Gary Oldman because he he has well, he's, and he's still trying. That's the thing. It's like he is, you know. <laughs> well, but but like he is a great actor, and he he blends into his roles like half the time. Yeah. You, I mean, he's unrecognizable. You know, not unrecognizable, but there was that yeah. movie Nobody's Baby that he was in, and I didn't know yeah. it was him until I saw well, the credits. Well, a perfect you know, example, too, is um, Sid Nancy. Uh, Gary Oldman, who looks nothing like Sid Vicious, when you watch that movie and you see, like, you know, if you, like, see, like, footage of Sid Vicious, it's like, holy shit, that's Sid Vicious. You know? <laughs> it's like... Yeah. yeah. But he he yeah. doesn't take himself too seriously, and and he's like, I'm just yeah. happy to you know be out there working and all that stuff, and and would never you know, he would never act like, well, I'm yeah. this big muckety muck actor. But these other guys, they just get to a point yeah. where they don't even have to try anymore, and they're told that that what they do yeah. is amazing, and and they're just like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, know. I know, thanks. Where's the paycheck? Was it you that sent me that clip of Christopher Reeve? 
Or was might it have been like what was the clip? I don't remember. It, it was Christopher Reeve on a was talk that, show. Was it pre uh, or post? Maybe it was, was it pre no, or post maybe, accident. Maybe I just no. He was yeah. He was still okay. ambulatory. Um, he he was talking about uh, doing a movie with. Uh, oh God, I'm blanking on his name. Um, he it was he was talking about Superman and getting work with. Oh. Uh, no. With Marlon Brando, or was it? Marlon oh, no, I'm trying to think. No, no, it was Mar. It was Marlon Brando because Letterman asked him what, uh, what that was like getting to work with such a, yeah. uh, an actor like hit Marlon Brando, and he was like, um, disappointing. Yeah, <laughs> wasn't that great, really? Uh, he, he was like, I mean, don't get me wrong, I I love Marlon Brando and everything, but he just yeah. was not trying. Like his heart wasn't in it, and uh, it wasn't a great experience because. He just, he wasn't, he yeah. didn't care. He was at, he's at an, a point as an actor where he just doesn't have to try. You know, and they paid him a million dollars for like 10 minutes worth of film, sure, however long you, yeah. Yeah. And he, and he wasn't, yeah. he wasn't there. Well, and he wasn't present. Did you he hear the, you know, he the, there's care. the whole thing too. Like was, was just, there's, there's like Donner has gone on the record of just talking about what it was like working with him as well, about how he refused to say Krypton. He would say Krypton. And he's like, no, no, it's it's Krypton. And he's like, Krypton. He wouldn't and say, all right, fine, fuck it. We'll just have him say Krypton. Uh, and then there was also the whole thing of like, I remember seeing on like, there was like that, there was that director's documentary series on, I think it was Encore. They had a thing where they talked to, uh, you know, where they were, you know, Donner was talking about when they were going over the, when he and um, Marlon Brando were going over the script, and he goes. Tell me something. What? What? How? How? I got this idea for you. How about that? How about instead of, uh, you know, um, uh, I, uh, you know, I, instead of being me looking as a woman, what if I'm actually a donut in the scene? And um, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. if I'm a donut and, and I project my and my son is also a donut, but I project him to look like a human. How about we do that? And Nana was just like, this is just fat, you know what, crazy. And he just says, look, and he tries to then convince, he just says, he, and like this was just, I think this is basically what he did to sort of um, ease it over. He goes, uh, Marlon, Superman has been around since 1939. Everyone knows Superman is not a donut. That would never work. And he goes, okay. Or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like they they come out. They're like, "I'm gonna try something. Yeah. I'm gonna really well, stretch my chops. What if I be a completely different character?" Yeah, and it's like, so do what you're told. Just act. Well, just and you've heard I, I, it was. I remember seeing this on um, uh, <laughs> uh, Facebook. Uh, the thing that Ron Perlman had posted. Did, did you see that? Where he talked his story about because he, he worked with Marlon Brando on. Um, and so, so you know, uh, Ron Perlman worked with Marlon Brando on uh, on a, a Island of Doctor Moreau because Marlon Brando was the or, or uh, Ron Perlman was this, this the sayer of the law or whatever. And I guess there's a thing where uh, eventually, I guess, eventually, I guess they they got they, they 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 got along, but in the beginning there was some tension, and he goes, I guess Marlon Brando they were on set. Marlon Brando sneezed and and you know just knee-jerk reaction, uh, Ron Perlman says, oh, God bless you. And he looks up and he goes, excuse me, do you understand what that term means? They came up with that term, God bless you, in the, during the bubonic plague. And it was basically somewhat, because if someone sneezed, 
that meant they were gonna die. And it was basically, God bless you, was sort of you giving them their last rights. So why would you say that? And Ron Perlman goes, uh, gee, Marlon, um, sorry, uh, what I meant to say was go f yourself. <laughs> So yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and I guess that after that, Marlon Brando actually respected him. <laughs> and treated him better for the rest of the shoot, but but no, and it's oh. Like back to back to also just like the, you know when we're kind of talking about Superman and just sort of like weird actor behavior. There's always there's also the the thing with I, I can only imagine just the two ego because the two biggest egos that Donner had to deal with were Brando and Hackman. Because uh, I don't know if you've heard have you heard the Hackman story? Okay, uh, so I, I don't think so. So it, Hackman, maybe, I guess I guess the thing was where uh, you know when they were going through the they were going through the um, uh, the script, they're like, like, kind of like going over the script with, or, or you know, Donner and Hackman were kind of going over the script. And at this point, like Donner had, a, like Donner had a mustache because you know, this was the seventies, so mustaches were really popular. So, so Donner had a mustache, and um, and uh, you know, and so did Hackman. And so he had kind of talked to him, and he's kind of, you know, they're talking, and he goes, uh, you know, so just so you know, I mean, you are, you know, we're having it as like Luther. Now, he goes, we have a couple of options here uh, because you know, Lex Luther is bald. So we can either have you shave your head or you know, he's like, nobody usually likes wearing the skull caps because they're kind of uncomfortable. So we can either have you shave your head or, or you could wear the skull cap and he goes, well, I'm not going to shave my head. He goes, Oh, okay. So you're going to wear the skull cap. Well, I'm not going to wear the skull cap. And he's just like, oh, come on, man. He's like, well, can you at least shave off your mustache? He's like, well, I'm not shaving off my mustache. And so he was just being really difficult about it. And so eventually they kind of like through meetings, they talked to him and he, could, he says, all right, you know, I'll, I'll wear the skull cap, you know, and, and, but he was still kind of hardlined about the mustache and Donner had already gotten tired of it. So he shaved his off, but Hackman hadn't seen him without his mustache. So he got the makeup people to make him a mustache, like one that would just like kind of like a spirit gummed one on. And so he goes, you know, after, you know, after he, he's in the makeup chair and he's got the, you know, he's got the skull cap on or whatever. And he says, all right, so tell you what, you shave yours off, I'll shave mine. And he goes, all right. And so they shave off Gene Hackman's mustache. And then Donner, he goes, all right, you can do yours. And then Donner just pulled his off and smiled at him. And I guess Gene Hackman kind of looked at him like a, you son of a bitch, you know, type of. <laughs> it was like, you know, it was basically like playing with a loaded deck. Uh, but no, so it's just like, it's just weird, <laughs> yeah, yeah stupid, weird ego trip that, you know, whatever. Some actors keep their, their hunger for, yeah. you know, just having fun and playing, and then others start to the hype. Yeah. believe how, you know, the hype that, and I mean, some can get away yeah. with that, like Gene Hackman was a good actor. I guess he's I retired at this point. Or... In movies, but then, well, I mean, he's... Yeah. Well, he's also in his, he's also in his nineties. I don't think he's really. So. I mean, you know, <laughs> he has anything more to prove. Uh, well, yeah, no, I know. It's just uh, you yeah. miss seeing guys like him in movies, and now now you've got like Zac yeah. Efron and Liam Hemsworth. Which, to be fair, I'm like, after seeing Zac Efron in like uh, uh, God, what was that? Um, 
neighbors. Is that what it was? Yeah, I'm kind of starting to forgive him a little. Yeah, I mean, they're <laughs> yeah. it's not saying that they're bad. It's just like you don't have actors that have like of this. But what about uh, what about uh, Timothy Charlemagne? Charlemagne, whatever. Uh, he's just kind of a douche. Like his his crown is. Yeah. He's very apple faced. Whatever. Like his, the crown of his head is huge, and then it goes down into this little gray. But everyone thinks he. Well, I mean, he. And it's I, like, oh, I remember it's, seeing that because uh, I got. I don't know if like they were dating or whatever, but him and Saoirse Ronan. I remember thinking, "Wow, well, it's a couple of good ladies there." <laughs> so a picture of them. It's like, oh, that's a man. Yeah. <laughs> but the, but the point. Is, I mean, it's like who who out there. What actor out there younger than forty is of the same caliber that Gene Hackman and you know Robert De Niro and Pacino and all these all these actors that we grew up with that have this kind of? I'm trying to think just because like, I'm not even even who even even yeah well like Goldblum yeah. the ones that don't take themselves as seriously the, yeah. the the character actors out there you know Gary Oldman. They've got this level. Who out yeah. there is, I'm trying is to even, on that level? I'm trying to even think of people yeah. that are you know, who, even uh, that are even like sort of like contemporary, like you know. But, he, but he's but he's John over Hamm, forty. Maybe? I guess he can. I'm trying to think of I'm trying to think of people that well, like, I'm trying to think of that I'm criteria sure. though that you said of like people under like under forty that are like yeah, and that's the thing is I can't really this. Let's the other thing too is like it's kind of become like an older man's game these days too because even like uh like let's like say chris evans and chris, like chris evans and chris hemsworth they're almost 40 you know and like you know and and these are guys who are like some of like the the biggest grossing act you know like, like biggest paid actors uh uh right now um and uh i'm trying to think of anybody oh uh tom holland there you go <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. all he's done basically so far is Spider-Man, though. Like, he hasn't had any big... He was an onward? Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, you know, the the Robert Redford types... The, well, even, the even that, it's like Robert Redford was kind of replaced by Brad Pitt. And, you know, and, uh, but Brad Pitt is... yeah, right. Believe it or not, Brad Pitt is nearly 60 years old. And that's hard, to, and that is really hard to believe. Because, uh, the man looks like, yeah. you know, he's, he it looks like he hasn't aged in ten years. Uh, <laughs> I mean, some some people out there would. You've got guys like Miles Teller that are nerdy, trying to yeah. be those it's types like, of actors, but it's like he's like nerd you. chic, I, I guess. Because like <laughs> I um, don't like you. But even I'm trying to think of any. Um, because even like every time I think of somebody, I keep trying to think of something like, nope, they're over forty. Because I was even thinking like, oh, well, maybe James McAvoy, but he's even over. He's he's forty. Like he's he's I think forty one now. So <laughs> it's like, uh, it is. Like I said, it is. Uh, it is yeah. sort of an older. It's an older. It's an older actor's game. There really aren't a lot of like sort of. Oh man, like at least in the at least in the male category, I would say like in in female, I think you have a little more options. Oh uh, yeah, you've no, yeah. there's way more great actors uh, who are. I mean, you've got Chloe Grace Moretz, who hasn't done much yeah. lately, but for a while there, she was everywhere. Um, well, you've got, Jennifer Lawrence, you know, who does uh, a bunch of stuff. Although, granted, like 
she's one of those people that like after hearing like yeah, hearing yeah. her in interviews and stuff i'm like i don't think i like you in person <laughs> but i could be wrong um uh but no uh let's see here trying to just think of other uh just other like sort of like yeah there's well there's millions oh well, there uh, Finn, uh there you go uh Finn Wolfhard there you go i mean he's he's one of those kind of up and coming kids who is probably going to be yeah, yeah, maybe he. I mean, he's still pretty young, so he yeah. might have that type of career path. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, he's definitely who knows? Not a leading man. <laughs> like, Nicholas, remember, Nicholas uh, Cage was a leading man for a while, so <laughs> well, that's just because he was a. Uh, um, I think. Uh, one, two, three, four. Buckle my, my shoe. My podium's gone. Four, I'm so confused. <laughs> yeah, um. <laughs> But no, uh, yeah, no, I'm like really now trying to think of like you've got me now like really concentrating trying to think of like who's sort of like a standout like good actor who is um who's you know, or, you know but and that's yeah. It's not necessarily a lead, who's a character actor. Yeah. Like like everybody's a leading man now. And and the only character actors out there are like you know, the character uh, actors. That's why you never remember their names. Um uh, Michael Sarah, the fastest kid alive. Uh, oh, um, not, don't know, not yeah. Michael Sarah. Well, I mean, and, and arguably he's Jonah. kind of a leading man too. Um, he's, and, and he's also, he's, but once again, well, but he's, he's also nearly our age. He's only like two years younger than us, so it's like you know. Oh, I just gave away our age. Right. Uh, but, but anyhow, that's uh, okay. No, doesn't matter. Um, it doesn't matter, Jeremiah. But no, like, well, um, I was gonna think, um, other, you know, go, going back yeah. on, you know, kind of like how more, there are more female actors who are, or, you know, female, female performers and actors who are kind of, you know, and, and, and doing, you know, like kind of doing more notable uh, stuff. Uh, uh, Aubrey Plaza is another one, too. It's kind of like where she's sort of branching out. And, um, yeah. uh, well, I guess even uh, uh, that being said, I was kind of thinking of, uh, Dave Franco is kind of a guy who is sort of clearly trying to, you know, do other stuff. Dave Franco, yeah, because he's kind of he kind of does, yeah, uh, you know, he yeah. he, he kind of does a lot of a multitude of stuff because especially if you see him in, uh, you know, like like sort of like his like like uh, little hours, and then you see him in that movie his uh, his brother directed. Uh, 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 oh crap, about the room. Why can't I think of the name of it? Um, yeah, yeah, no, it's it's something. Yeah, we're, we, we, you can see we do a lot of research before we record these. <laughs> yeah. Well, usually when we're talking, disaster artist, disaster artist, and for yeah. some reason tonight. Yeah, I mean, well, I'm I'm drinking. Yeah, I don't know what your excuse is. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, contact. Yeah. It's because that happens with alcohol. Uh, <laughs> but anyhow. Um, <laughs> oh, which, by the way, uh, we did do something over the weekend. Uh, uh, we uh, recorded uh, for our, from another podcast I'm involved with. We did a recording for another podcast I'm involved with called Shh, The Movie Is Starting. Uh, Caleb Joint was our guest, uh, and it was called, or it was the episode where we do uh, Death Wish 3. And that movie actually, you know, while we're, while we're kind of on, on this, while we now jump, jump to this topic, uh, that movie uh, has a long history with Caleb and I, <laughs> so we actually uh, discovered it at his, uh, uh, when we were both in, still in college, we discovered it at his apartment, 
and uh, uh, because it was like we saw like the very last part of it, and it ends with a man being blown up by a missile launcher, and we basically were like, we must see the we must see this whole movie. Um, yes, well, no, that's a that's a grenade launcher. Well, yeah. And, um, and no, and uh, so we watched that, uh, and, um, and we, there was a few things that I remember like, we were kind of wanted to point out, but we didn't remember to point out um, uh, when we watched Death Wish three. Um, should we point those out now, or just really fast? I don't know. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know. We're running a little late on time here. Okay. So, um, so one of the main reasons why we picked that for that specific podcast is, or, or we picked Death Wish three as opposed to any of the other movies, is that. Deathwish 3 is radically different from all the other ones <laughs> in the series because they don't give a you know what. <laughs> well, yeah, so the point you were trying to make the other day yeah. when uh, you and I were talking about this is I did. he's an Vigilante architect. And night. He's an architect. In this movie, he is never an architect. <laughs> yeah, like they don't him just shooting up neighborhood punks. Straight up. Yeah, <laughs> smells wonderful. Um, but anyway, yeah. So if anybody is listening to this and you're a movie buff, try to figure out a, yeah good like solid character actors who are in their twenties or thirties. Somebody like who was born in like say like eighty eight to like like so like say like like eighty eight to ninety five maybe somewhere in there. Yeah, and somebody who would have who would have yeah. been on the same level as like Hackman or somebody when they were in their thirties, you know that that same kind of actor back in the seventies who's like a Warren, maybe, like maybe a Warren Beatty or or uh, Paul Newman, you know, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. yeah, well, and they, I mean, they were even they were lead Your actors, directors, like a, you know, like a I Ned. Oh, did I say Warren? Did I say Warren Beatty? I meant Ned who, Beatty. Who can, there you go. Who can just, <laughs> okay, Ned Beatty. There you go. But um, yeah, just anybody now that has that same level of gravitas, you know, heft. Uh, yeah, well, I, I used I, it I for you. Earlier, <laughs> I use it again, but just the the yeah. the weight <sighs> that weight as an actor. Okay. Um, all right, so we're we're at an hour, and uh, yeah, we could just keep talking. We usually yeah. keep talking for about two or three hours every time we do. Um, yeah. We'll probably cut this uh, one, on I guess. I don't know together, if you want to. Uh, yeah. Well, no. I mean, yeah, we could cut a little bit. But... Yeah. <laughs> well, is there any other topic you wanted to throw uh, in there? I don't know. <laughs> all right. Well, okay. no, that was really. All well, happened, um, so. just remember, remember everybody, uh, if you like what you hear uh, and you enjoy what we do, uh, please uh, like, uh, subscribe, and most importantly, share. Because, you know, in, a, in, a, in this pandemic world, Got a lot of free time, you know, listen to us while you're cleaning the house, you know, or washing dishes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you <laughs> it's almost like, to feel like uh, Adam Sandler and the, let the boy <laughs> pet your dog. Let me pet your dog. your lawn. Let the boy pet your dog. You vicious, heartless. <laughs> <laughs> oh god but anyhow yeah. <laughs> i'm wondering how many people would even know what that is now uh people so are if you're right. our age please like share and subscribe <laughs> That's about it. Yeah. all right <laughs> so have a good one folks there we are